Welcome to the Blooming League of Original Podcast. G'day and welcome to another extra special edition of Thrash and Treasure, the torture chamber musical podcast that sets out to break the sound barrier by torturing the little weirdo into submission. Speaking of, I'm Aaron. And I'm joined as usual by Heavy Metal's answer to Dr. Seuss, my co-host Gareth. How you going, mate? <laughs> I like that. I'm going. I'm going great. Now I feel like I need to. I, know, I feel like I need to rhyme my introduction now. From you know, yeah. I'm just. I'm the redhead in the hat. So yeah, I'm going great. Well, you are. That was a compliment, by the way. Had you been offended by it, I probably would have hung up the call. No, no. I love the Dr. Seuss. Yeah. And now you're you're back in lockdown, aren't you? I am two days into lockdown. I've gone stir crazy. I made, I, I invented, I think I invented bacon and egg tacos for breakfast this morning. It's been two days for crying out loud. It took me six weeks before I started making fucking paper. <laughs> and that's just with all the rubbish from all the spring cleaning I did during winter. I was bored. I didn't want to go out and I had tacos and I had bacon and I had eggs and I went, hey, that's a breakfast. You so. did too, didn't you? I, I saw the photo. So thank you very much for that. Now I, I did. <laughs> Because I tweeted about it so everyone knows. Yeah. yeah. Now I've lost my appetite. <laughs> it was tasty. Sriracha sauce. I had a bit of spice. It was good. Did it? Yeah. Very good. Yeah. So we're lucky. We've just gotten rid of our kids. We've sent the 11-year-old off to school. So Yeah, well, our school was supposed to start Monday and everyone's yeah. back from school. Uh, everyone's got an extra week holiday, which they're all you know terribly disappointed about. I know. So. I'm looking, you know what? When I was a kid, I would have loved it. I really would have. Yeah, I would have if I'd have gone to school, but I didn't go enough to you know really yeah. miss the holiday. Well, that's yeah, as an adult, like it's so awful for hermits. <laughs> like I'm fine at home. That's I could do years and years and years at home, no worries. But with everyone else here too, yeah, it's no fun. Oh god, I no. Don't know it's not. But anyways, anyway, guess what? Yes, what? You're mad, and I'm not. But another diva has entered the building, Ooh. and it is my absolute honor to introduce our listeners to our next guest, a former Canadian Idol finalist who made a U.S. theatrical debut in today's chosen musical. Imagine a world where Liza Minnelli ran around a corner and bumped into Betty Boop, and the outcome was a hundred percent sweetheart. And if COVID would go away, she could come from away again as Janice Mosher in the original Canadian production <laughs> of the first musical, which Gareth awarded five stars. <laughs> Do you remember that? But anyways, thought about that. Please give a warm traditional Aussie g'day, how's it going? To Steffi D. Domenico Antonio. <laughs> oh, hi, you two. How are you? <laughs> Very good. Thank you. How are you doing? I, I'm sorry. That was the most... <laughs> I was trying so hard not to laugh on Mike when you were introducing me. <laughs> that is about. the most hysterical way I've ever heard anybody introduce me on anything in my entire life. Good. I, I tell Liza Minnelli we... ran into Betty, Betty Boop. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I was trying. Look, I I'd originally wrote it as if you were to compare the two or something like that. And I thought we're inviting people onto our show. And if I don't make a guest laugh during their introduction... <laughs> I failed because it's, it's all downhill from there. Plain and oh simple. Oh my gosh! Well, you succeeded today. Yep, Truly, awesome. you did. Yes, thank yep. you for that. I got Dr. Seuss, and and you got you got. <laughs> you did. Yours was really funny too. <laughs> there's, there's an imbalance here. <laughs> right. Oh, I love yeah. it. Uh, no, oh. no. Thank you for for joining us. Thank how, you. How's your lockdown? 
Of course. I'm so thrilled to be here. I couldn't resist um, yeah. the premise of your podcast. <laughs> I thought it was so clever and so funny that I had to just come and experience it for myself. Absolutely. Yes. Well, but someone does. <laughs> My God. <laughs> of course. Um, yes. Yeah, so lockdown. I'm in Toronto, Ontario, Canada right now. It's yep. extremely cold. We're in the middle of winter. It's about minus 15 degrees Celsius outside. And we've been in a pretty uh, intense lockdown for the last couple of months. Listen, it's been lockdown on and off for quite a bit. Last summer, we went down to like 50 cases a day. And now we're like way back up again to like maybe 2000 or 3000 cases a day in Ontario. So it's not great. No, and no. I'm, I'm really excited for theater to come back at some point. So we can go back to the stage, go yeah. back to come from away, go back to like life being sort of normal. I would just so kill to yeah go to a bar right now, even to listen to a heavy metal oh. band. I would do just about anything <laughs> to um, just see okay? theater again or like be, yep. be in a room with a group of people. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, ironically, well, not ironically, I, I'm Alanis Morissette using that word <laughs> wrong. Um, but coincidentally, I the last theater I saw, the last professional theater I saw was a year and a half ago or so. It was actually September 11. 2019 oh, yes. I saw Come From Away. Ah, oh, perfect. The first musical I saw when theatre opened up again was Come From Away, which I saw only oh. a week ago. So we would have talked about that in the last episode, which we haven't yet recorded. So uh, yes. obviously I would have brought that up because I was very excited to, to be back in a theatre. It was 100% capacity. Everyone oh. was in masks. So there was no That's spacing between, mm. between seats. It was thrilling to to just be back in the theater look i probably could have seen mamma mia and i would have been wrapped just to be in a theater <laughs> and nothing's making me so, see mamma mia so jealous of australia the australian company of come from way right now for getting the opportunity to do the show again i think all of us in toronto are just like crying at the jealousy that they get to do the show again i'm so jealous also that you saw it yeah it's the last thing you saw yes, and the be. first thing you saw yes perfect bookend bookend book my oh. quarantine with with one of the most beautiful musicals oh, i have best. ever seen and gareth really you gave really it five stars i, I heard I did. I did you it's, love it it's, it snuck up on me it hit it hit me yes. it hit me right here that was the problem i oh yeah right in the field did, i yes. didn't know anything about it because i don't know anything about and yes, of course. I, and i just put a line and all of a sudden the lyrics came through in the words and the and and i was saying to Dar uh, to Aaron on on the and on the show when we did it i was walking and it was the sunshine and i had my my headphones in and and i was just listening to it and it yeah it was just me no one else was around and I'm just out walking and I just, yeah, I, I got sucked right in and I just went, you know yes. what? I, I would see this show. I would go to the show. So yes, yeah. right? I, it's, it's such a it is. surprising production and it's, it's sort of, it's almost a ridiculous premise. How can it, oh, it, for could, sure. it could have yeah. been, it's, honestly, it could have been yeah. a massive dumpster fire if it wasn't done right oh absolutely yes was... i mean you know when people ask me um now there are like only a handful of people who don't know what come from way is at this point especially canadians yeah. but i do run into the odd person who's like oh have you been in any shows i've seen and i'll say come from way and then they'll say i've never heard of it what's it about <laughs> <laughs> don't tell them that's that's where you don't tell them um, yeah, yeah right 
yeah it's i really never hard tell to anyone say, like oh it's a musical about 9-11 where the planes <laughs> landed in gander newfoundland and and people are like they made a musical about 9-11 who are these sick yeah. people no. yeah but it's incredible yeah. it is it is beyond surprising how heartwarming and heartfelt the story is yeah. it, it really creeps up on me too and i've done the show 850 times wow. at this point really yeah. 850 awesome. times 850 wow. times before lockdown yeah wow. yeah crazy stuff and that that's more than what you've done spring awakening i believe that's correct perfect segue yeah. i did spring I, I do awakening. know my maths oh my god <laughs> you do i uh did spring awakening for two years and over yeah. the span of that time i did the show about 618 times wow crazy well, so, at, so- at least you come from ways uplifting Yes, that's right. Yeah, yes. I, I keep forgetting at how um, I had to, you know, refresh my memory. I listened to the Spring Awakening album again. And I just like it never ceases to amaze me how just gorgeous and yes, depressing, though. But the story is absolutely. <laughs> it is nothing like Come From Away. <laughs> no, no. Well, I, we'll get to, to Spring Awakening. Obviously, we'll, we'll, we'll run through the medal because this week mm. you chose our medal band and um yeah. gareth and refined it with the cd because he, he i think he's having a little bit of a tantrum at me because all all my guests keep picking his cds oh which is fine by me like that's that's fine i'm, I'm oh, having no. fun with that but did i have did i have to change things which one was it i don't know i can't remember i don't know but the power's okay. taken out of gareth's hands so. oh no <laughs> it's the gareth, only... i hope we're not in a fight we haven't it's... met oh, and look... we're already in a fight well, no, no no no, no, no it's, a, a, it's no. a war it's not a fight honey. It's oh a war. god okay <laughs> that's even better we haven't hit spring awakening yet so it's all right it's not a fight yet don't worry no <laughs> <laughs> not yet <laughs> okay good very so. good yes 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 what did we listen to aaron well we listened to system of a down we toxicity did. Mm-hmm. we did yeah, we and did. A little if bit. I can um, so what, get my notebook. While you're looking for your notebook, there there is a little backstory behind this one, Steffi. Yes, there and is. Yeah. Can I... So what? Can you yes, please we... tell the backstory? Because I think it's absolutely. Great. So listen, when Aaron reached out to me and said, like, "Hey, do you want to be on our podcast? We we do like heavy metal versus like musical theater. <laughs> do you know any like heavy metal? Like, do you want to pick an album?" And I said, "I'm definitely not a heavy metal person. Like, I don't." Uh, I think at most it probably, I've heard some of it. It stresses me out. Like, I don't know, <laughs> you know, it, it does a lot of things to me and to my um, psyche. I feel. Amen. Uh, I will Amen say that. that I, I thought about it a little bit while I was writing my email back to you. And I said, well, does system of a down count as heavy metal? Because when I was in high school, oh, let me just paint this picture for you. When I was in high school, I um, was doing a play with this guy called David. And um, he was a couple of years older than me. We went to arts high school together. And I was just, uh, I was just a 15 year old girl, just in love. Okay. Just, he was just the funniest and the most handsome and the best. And, you know, he knew that I think, but I tried to keep it a secret. And he used to listen to system of a down all the time. And 
he many times told me like, you need to listen to this album. Like you need to listen to System of a Down. It's so profound and they're so political and they have so much to say and this and that, whatever. So of course, naturally as any 15 year old girl would do, I made like up, I burned a bunch of mixtapes on CDs. Um, you remember burning CDs? Like, come oh, on yes. guys. Oh, and yeah. uh, I burned a bunch of uh, System of a Down music. And I, I just, uh, I guess, liked it or pretended to like it so this guy would like me and uh so actually toxicity the the heavy metal album we listened to for this episode i was actually like pretty familiar with there was a bunch that i wasn't but most of the songs actually came flooding back to me oh, and yeah. reminded me of this love that i had for this man called oh. david in high school yes wow. Well, it's, it's funny that you um so sweet it is isn't it it's funny it that is. you put on system of a down to impress the boy because i turned it off to impress myself so. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious oh, i love it i think yeah. we know the direction of this review oh, you mean you on think... my end or aaron's no end? no i'm no, no, on, no, on my end. Aaron, oh, okay yeah. okay yeah. let's yeah. hear it aaron like what 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 are your thoughts you mm. know me gareth you don't know me <laughs> you think you are all right you loved it. <laughs> when I first saw the cover, I said, Toxicity? Why would they pick an album named after my middle name? So I looked at the track list and noticed a bunch of mononymous titles with only four having two words. One even looked like someone just typed random letters. And one was just one letter. X. I mean, funny they say X marks the spot because I found no treasure, only trash. Then there was the OG of cultural reappropriation with Chop Suey. I had forgotten this song completely. And upon rehearing it, I realized why. <clears throat> One hit wonder. In fact, I have many memories from my punk days of metalheads playing this over and over. Much like Faith No More's epic, I had no idea they had other songs. And whilst Deer Dance stood out to me, I can't quite gather how their music incited a riot. The only thing I'm enticed to do is head right to the door. <laughs> Terrific wow. punk. <laughs> oh, sorry that's that's wow okay yeah. <laughs> Ter terrific puns aside i noticed a slight punk edge to both music and vocals which yet again didn't go unappreciated especially since it wasn't as frequent as the grr grr grrs fun fact an hour after listening to chop suey again for the first time in 19 years i completely forgot what it sounded like again I guess I really am traumatized by my mistakes made in my Mohawk days. Hmm. Where was I? Oh, yeah. The grr grr grrrs. Nowadays, I can speak fluently to motorboats. <laughs> the conclusion I came to is that System of a Down is perfect for someone with my unmedicated ADHD. Unsettled, erratic, indecisive. Like someone blew up an angry balloon, then let it fly across the room in every direction. So when it comes to scoring, I find myself unsettled, erratic, indecisive. Like someone blew up their mean aunt and let her fly all over little whinging. So I really, I just, I don't know how to score it. <laughs> <laughs> how can, how can you, how oh, can... analogy was next level. <laughs> wow. <Thank you. laughs> Yeah. That's a Welcome to Thrash and Treasure. It's scribbled on my notebook. You can't yeah. see it, but it's 5 a.m. I'm falling asleep now. Let's write my review. And that's the outcome. 
Hey, Aaron, I feel like you should do stand-up comedy of just reading out these um, <laughs> these reviews, these heavy metal reviews. They're really funny and quite poetic. Thank you. I, uh, I try because, look, I, if I don't like something and I'm in this position where I have to say, look, I don't like this music, when I have so much respect for all musicians, I really yes. do. It is against my nature. It's not against my nature to be critical of things I don't like. It's against my nature to let it be known publicly in a microphone so I do need to put in an effort to ease the pain for myself and for them and oh comedy does that I guess oh yes absolutely. It, it's very hard it's not easy there's so many times where I'll write a joke that I think is hilarious and I will pause for a response from Gareth and he'll be like mm, Give you like that thing. yeah I'm a tough I'm a tough crowd oh, yeah so I see yeah, uh, I mean, I'm a tougher crowd for him on the other way around because <laughs> he actually <laughs> does laugh at my jokes. Yeah, is this thing on? Yeah. Very, very rarely <laughs> laugh at his. Um, so when I edit my episodes, I just move his laughter and make myself sound. Oh funny. my yeah. goodness! Yeah. yeah, he's a terrible person. You should get just like stock <laughs> laughter of Gareth and just put it wherever you want, wherever yeah, you see I've, fit. I have. I've collected up both of our laughter <laughs> on on two tracks, exactly. and I can move them around. Yeah. And, Make him sound it. like he, he. There are times I've laughed at his jokes in an episode that I didn't laugh during the recording, which is not to be mean. It's and I'm not stone cold. I've said it before. Not humorless. Ah, yes. You just weren't paying attention. No, I, I pay attention. I, you can hear it that I respond. I I sometimes think I'm not paying attention. So you're being mean. Yeah. Stop being mean, Gareth. <laughs> but I do listen and I do I do respond. But I just mm. don't find it funny. Mm. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> wow, yeah. I can feel the it's tension really between you both. Like, no. there's a lot of tension. I, I have so much love and respect for Gareth. It's not funny. It's okay. It's, good, good. I really do. There is. It's it's, it's because we're two and a half thousand kilometers apart. So that's the. <laughs> yeah, it is, and yes, he yes. puts yeah. up exactly. with me. Yeah. My own family so, don't. So no, that's fine. <laughs> I don't, but I, I'm like an hour a week with you, Aaron, and that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Over over Zoom. Oh, you get so much more than that. that. That album went number one in Canada and the US. So number six, number six, yeah, number six in the. Yeah, Ooh. I I remember it. I remember the metalheads going crazy. It wasn't my thing um, when it came out. It took me a little while to ease into oh. it because it was quite different to traditional metal. Okay. It was one of those things. I think you kind of got swept up into it in every party that I went to, and yes. all my friends are playing yes. it, and you you just kind of got sick of it. No, no, you, no, you, <laughs> the opposite, Aaron. No. Um, okay. That, that it sort of opened your mind and they are very political and it, yes. which is a really good are thing. They? It can be, yes. Yeah. And they, you know, it open opens you up to, you know, checking out new things and, and discovering, you know, different ways of thinking and that sort of thing. So don't take it as a Bible, but it's, you know, it's a, it's a good album. Yeah. It's really interesting. Listen, I, I have a lot to say about this album mm, because I listened it. to it, listen yeah. to it start to finish, you know, in one sitting or standing rather, I was walking around, but uh, listening to it and uh, brought back a lot of memories. Like we mm. said, um, I really tried to focus on the positive though, um, mm. because yes, uh, I love and respect all genres of music. I really do. Though System of a Down Now, like this album particularly, I don't think I would listen to on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. I did feel like what was really like interesting about listening to it straight through 
is that the flow between the songs was really nice. The lead singer's voice, I thought, is amazing. Like, he has a such a great voice. Mm. Um, I like that they're, you know, political and they have things to say. And um, it's very, like, interesting lyrically. Mm. Um, like I said before, I, I think it was really stressing me out. Like, <laughs> it's just like the... Um, the high points of the album were really stressful. And thankfully, I will say this now, everybody's going to know this, but I don't have Spotify premium. So there were ads playing. Oh, and yeah. uh, I got to say that the ad breaks were like a nice break. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, my head, I felt like was sort of going to explode at some some parts of it. Yeah. Um, of it's course, very Chop erratic. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's very erratic. Yes. Very erratic. And Chop Suey, of course, like that's yeah. one of the main songs that like every Everybody knows from that album. Mm. Um, I also really enjoyed uh, Bounce, which I was mm. actually had a lot of humor in it. Like the lyrics are really funny. Um, I also love Ariel's. I think that's a great song. I thought that the album actually has a lot of very tender moments. And I understand mm. why Gareth, maybe when it came out, it wasn't really your bag because it has a lot of like, it goes really different places, even within mm. just one song. But that's also what I appreciate about it. I think it's not just one thing. It sounds like many things within like the three minutes or four minutes. And they're always trying to say something. And here's the other thing, like the question that I asked myself this whole time, being a singer, of course, and doing a lot of musical theater, how the heck do heavy metal singers sing heavy metal like that and not lose their voices forevermore? Like, I yeah. do not understand. Like, you know the sound that it's like they're inhaling yeah. but screaming at the same time? Yep. Like, I uh, don't no. could even try it. I don't even know how it's done. How do they do it? I just got to say, if you tune in next week, we actually have a metal performer on. So you just might find out about this. When I was listening to the album, I was curious because there is quite a bit of, listen, I appreciate how guttural it is. Like, it seems mm -hmm. like it's, it is a cry to the gods yeah. when that happens, truly. But, um, but yeah, it definitely got me curious as to know how heavy metal singers remain healthy. And what if you're touring? What if you're doing like a show a night for a week? Or like, how do you even keep healthy? Very interesting questions that arose while I was listening to this album. It's rock and roll. I don't think they do. I think oh, they yeah. just keep going. Yeah, I guess I guess you're right. So I mean the, the the true professionals would be, you know, clean and, and straight edge and wouldn't be drinking yes. during shows yeah. and stuff like that. But yeah. the the, I, the rest yeah. of them, the rock and rollers, they you know, they Talking, just keep going, I would presume. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean I I've interviewed lots of musicians and vocalists and a lot of them when they first start out when they're younger they can just you can do it every night yes and yeah. you just go, okay, go, go. and when and once they sort of once they get older then they have to start <clears throat> only doing two or three shows a week oh or yes one show a week and if you know mick jagger he'll do one show a week not not that he sings like that but just because of his voice he'll do one one a week um bruce dickinson from iron maiden just literally does not talk the worst he says the worst thing for my voice is talking so yeah. oh, when you wow. hear his voice at yes, 60 yes. i think he is now and he can he's he can still you know blow so many people off the stage but he doesn't speak in that between he won't wild. he won't do interviews or anything so it's kind of a yeah they've, it's, it's like anything i guess you've you've got to 
you've got to get that balancing act. And that's yeah, for what sure. Su- that surprises me about Steffi in your profession in, in musical theatre. Yes. You guys sometimes two shows a day. Yes. Yeah. And every, you know, <laughs> for years, it's not like, you know, hotel, motel, aeroplane. You're like, here we are. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So sit down I mean, productions, especially. It's a completely yeah. different beast. Yeah. It's yeah. just like a completely different thing. You know, the sound yeah. is different. I think most people in musical theater who are doing eight shows a week have been like trained in some way and, yeah. you know, know how to take care of their voices. And even the best of us, you know, eight shows a week is like running a marathon. Like it, it's truly, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of wild. And yes, as you mentioned, sometimes, well, twice a week, usually in non pandemic times, we're doing two shows a day. Yeah. And uh, it is kind of wild when I take a step back. Um, it's, uh, I, I do all the things, though. You know, me and my musical theater friends, you'll steam, you have lozenges, you drink a lot of water, honey, like all the things. To our listeners at home, there was a part right here where during the conversation, I was utterly triggered by childhood memories of being forced to drink honey and lemon drinks. So I had a little bit of a comical meltdown, which for some reason got cut from the episode. So there is a bit of a jump in quality here. And whilst it was a comical meltdown, I 100% mean every word that I said. That stuff tasted like shit. Anyways, back to the episode. Um, In terms of the political, I, I didn't get it oh okay i guess it's that running theme of aaron doesn't pay attention yeah i well like i did i do the same thing aaron does whether or not it's compelling enough for me to stick around and keep paying attention that's the other matter um and when you're what about that first song you know the first song is called prison song there's some facts that he rattles off in there there's a bit of like spoken word happening in there you know, like even a, that alone, I thought was, you know what I mean? Like they start off really strong with, um, with that statement there. I don't, I don't know. I feel like it was peppered throughout. Yeah. I, I it's not that I, I wasn't there. I guess I wasn't actually legitimately paying attention to the okay. lyrics, okay. which right. sometimes happens. <laughs> this happens. This happens a lot. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes not a lot. Thank you very I'm, much. I'm, I'm starting to think in a conversation. I am present, I'm actually, I'm but um, I'm actually starting to think from the feedback getting from Steffi the, in the defense of this album that I'm, I'm getting. I'm going to be out of a job soon. Oh god, out of a job. <laughs> soon. I'm going to hand the metal microphone over because yeah. yeah. Oh my, <laughs> she's, she's come. She has come prepared. <laughs> I am like, I am, you know what? I, I try to be as positive as I can, even in the shittiest of situations. Oh, I hope I'm allowed to say shitty on your podcast. Oh, you can say shitty. You can, you can swear okay. all you like. It <laughs> like, doesn't matter what. Yeah. So, so you know what? And, and honestly, System of a Down, this album particularly brought back a lot of memories. So I think it was easy for me to find the good. Like, obviously, like I said, don't know if this is something I was listened to on the regular, mm. but yeah. there are a few songs I actually really do like, like, like I mentioned, like yeah. Ariel's is like very like smooth and like, um, mm-hmm. You know, the singing's really nice. The lyrics are really nice. Like there were a lot of songs that kind of had that flavor mm. that I would mm. like put on a playlist and kind of have play in the background. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I, so. I think, I actually think in with his voice, he, he's at his best when he is doing that smooth, clean singing. 
I agree. And when it's more yes. gentle, and I just think, yeah, because some of the most the beautiful parts of when he's, you know, he's really let go. Yes. That's that's quite Yeah, easy. totally. Yeah. And, and you know, I was sad to see because I was convinced it was on this album, but one of my favorite System of Down songs from when I was a teenager was uh, Roulette. Yep. Do you remember Roulette? Yep. Oh, my goodness. It's such nope. a beautiful no, song. Our, was that Steal This Album, maybe? Or was that the first album? Oh, yes. Yeah, You're name. probably right. That is it. Yeah. Yes. But that song was so gorgeous. And again, that lead singer really shines when he's actually singing. Yeah. Yeah. Like when he's yeah. he's not doing the screamo thing or whatever. Yeah. Um, Roulette is like this beautiful love song. Like it's just, it's so gorgeous. Like that's a song I've listened to many, many times, even since high school. Because yeah. it is like a gorgeous song. Aaron, I highly recommend that you listen to it. It's uh, actually I will, I will a beautiful song. Yeah. It is. It's yeah. on. Yeah, it's on Steal This Album. So the next that the next release after this one, Steal Steal This Album was actually their that was their that was their big slap in the face to people burning CDs around this time was when Napster and there was yes. piracy and that sort of thing mm. and yeah. they the album cover literally looks like someone's you know you know yes. wrote wrote on the CD in free, in freehand um, we, all, we all yeah, did we all did Thank you very much. Um, Politics. Sorry to, to to change the subject again mm. and go that steal mm. this album mm. is a reference to Abby Hoffman. He wrote a book named Steal This Book. He was a political oh. activist. Yep, almost certainly. And there's a movie on him with Vincent D'Onofrio and Janine Garofalo okay. called Steal This Movie. Oh, there we oh. go. Oh, all right. And I I remember seeing that movie. I quite enjoyed that movie. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna look it up on. Yeah, it's all okay. 60s and hippies and very hair. Oh, fun. Um, but I think that Steal This Album was a reference to Abby Hoffman. Good so I can see the politics there. There we go. I oh, see the politics go. there, but I don't. I didn't hear it in the music, which is funny because, <laughs> but I'll look, I'll give it about a three. Oh, I'll okay. give it a well, three. That's, that's... Wait, three out of 10 or three out of five? Well, it's three out of five. It's three out of five. five. Hey. Yeah, yeah. That's good. if we hadn't have come to that conclusion, if we, if I hadn't have come to that conclusion all on my own, that the politics weren't bashed around my head, then I probably yes. would have got, gotten less. Mm. But probably should chuck to an ad break to hear from our friends from the Fossey Forest Ballet. Hey. We're back in a moment. summer winter spring or fall the first ever musical theater sitcom where you go behind the scenes of the latest west end show the fossey forest ballet where's the important stuff aha a thousand pound a week ensemble rate ah that's what mamma mia likes starring philip joel and a west end cast featuring carrie alice darren denny louise demon and oliver savile and more it all started in 1987 when I was a jobbing actress working in a diner. Yeah, it's just I, I had a really bad experience when I was touring Australia with a wombat. <gasps> Darling! How long have I been mentoring you? Three months? Two years. So her name is Henrietta. The horse. Yes. I've managed to secure you an audition for the biggest, most innovative, and the latest show to be going into the West End. Joseph and his Technicolor Dreamcoat. Think more along the lines of Pam, too. Frozen. 
too much of this episode for the price of a coffee. Simply go to www.thefussyforestbelly.com. Any and all profits go back to theater charities, acting for others, and the theater's trust. You'll laugh, you'll cry, and you'll see a grown man in sparkly tights. Tight nights. Nice tights. And we're back. Let's hop right in, me duckies. You're listening to Thrash and Treasure, the Torture Chamber musical podcast that sets out to prove that musical theatre is indeed the dominant species. <laughs> I'm Aaron, and I'm joined by Gareth. Hello. Pause for response. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> yeah. Nothing. As well as the ever-delightful Steffi D. The charismatic co-creator and co-compare of the only official COVID companion created to compensate for Canada's cautionary closure of Come From Away. What? Given your all... That alliteration was crazy! <laughs> wow. Okay. Sorry, if, carry if... on. Alliteration is my bag, baby. I oh, wow. I get a kick out of it because it makes oh. me giggle. As long as it makes me giggle, it is going into my work. I'm like mm. your perfect audience right now, aren't I? <laughs> like, just are. like I think I... everything you're doing is like blowing my mind. <laughs> it, it, it really is. It's a, it, it's feeding my ego something yep. chronic. But then at the end of it, I'll get back into work and I'll be sitting there. I'll be like, mm, yeah. completely forget that I, I was actually <laughs> funny for a minute. There we go. Oh, I, I, hilarious. Uh, well, anyways. Given your, your role as Rogers TV reporter Janice Mosher in the mm. musical, you're obviously the natural choice to host the online series. Yeah. Oh, yes. Could you let our listeners know sort of how that came about before we jump into Spring Awakening? Yes, of course. Thank you so much for letting me plug Check In From Away. No. <laughs> so listen, at the beginning of all of this, uh, listen, on, on March 14th, 2020, yep. we got a phone call from our stage manager that said, don't come in for the matinee today. It looks like we're going to be closing down the theaters for a bit. We got an email later that day that said, hey, we're going to like a hiatus for about a month. Well, you know, we'll be back. <laughs> LOL. Little did we know that it was going to be way longer than that. And we're almost mm -hmm. a year in as we record this podcast. But um, me and Lisa Humber, uh, she's the stage manager of Come From Away. We had become really good friends over the span of doing the show for about two and a half years. And her and I decided to meet every Monday night since the pandemic started, like the lockdown started. And we were trying to work on a show together. We didn't know what it was going to be. But um, we, we wanted to write a play or like try to produce something or try to write something or whatever. And then one day she just mentions, hey, we should pitch to Mervish Productions, which is the um, producing uh, partner of uh, Come From Away here in Toronto. And um, yeah, I, she said we should pitch to them like doing an Instagram takeover every week to, to check in with people who are you know, sitting at home, um, especially artists and performers who have lost their jobs because of COVID-19. And then we got, we got a pitch meeting with Mervish Productions. We sat down with them on Zoom and pitched this idea. And by the end of like the hour meeting that we had, they, they said like, hey, why don't you do like a web series, like an online talk show? And wow. it can be edited together and 
kind of, you know, really fun and upbeat and, you know, keep it light and sassy. And um, lo and behold, we, we finished an entire season of the show. We've done 24 episodes. We've had like over like 80 guests, I think, on the show wow. and 17 dogs and over 40,000 views on YouTube, of, you know, total views on the, the YouTube. And mm-hmm. um, cool. it, it's kind of crazy. Uh, we're about to do season two now. Wow, we yeah. have a great lineup of guests. Our first episode back is going to be Valentine's Day episode about showmances. And honestly, it saved my pandemic. It it really kept me creative. It kept me, um, it was really nice to kind of check in with people and performers, especially that were kind of going through the same existential crisis as I was sort of, mm, yeah. uh, yep. which is uh, not being able to do the one thing that I've been doing my entire life was really mm. challenging. But yeah, it was like a, a beautiful, comforting experience. And uh, the show is so much fun to make. And you can watch it on the Mervish YouTube channel. And uh, we have 24 episodes for you to watch. You wow. can binge watch all of that. And uh, we always have different topics and performers on. And uh, we, yeah, different shows. We've done like tons of, tons of really fun stuff. You should watch it. Yes. Well, I, I know I have. Uh, yes. not every every single episode, but I've I've watched a fair bit of it, and I've got a wager that Gareth hasn't at all. Probably didn't even know it existed <laughs> until That's about okay. two minutes ago. Until I saw the, I, no, I saw it tweeted about two days ago and went. That's different. I'm going to check that out. Oh, there you go. Oh, there you go. And I will when I'm yep. on the treadmill. Yeah, totally. I'm going to. I got a yeah. TV in front of me, and I'm. Oh, there you go. Yes, yes. I'll walk and I'll walk and watch. Wait, so. Yes, there you go. Yeah, you pick well, pick the topic that you you prefer the most, and then go for it. We we yeah, have a right. lot of uh, great topics and shows to choose from. You can it's expand a... your knowledge of musical theater just watching Checking from Away. Oh. Uh, Look, maybe I'll just substitute Chicken from Away for this podcast and expand my musical theatre that way. It's, it, <laughs> yes, sound, it, sounds, it sounds safer. So You're I, you're already putting in a lot of work to good. learn about musical theatre <laughs> in this. Well, <laughs> speaking of a lot of work, I mm. love how it, it took you guys all this discussion, mm. doing a pitch meeting with Mervish Productions yes. to, to, to come to this idea and all that. I literally messaged Gareth on Facebook and I said, why have we never done a podcast together? His response was something like, because you've never asked. <laughs> you got me in a you got me in a weak moment. And I said, okay, let's do a podcast together. Oh my god! And within five minutes or something, I had come up with this idea, which was the first idea, and it was the one we we rolled with. And mm, it was a, here we are. <laughs> like, that's that, fantastic. That was I it. think I think those are the best ideas. The ideas yeah. that happen in in five minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes anyway. And, and it spawned something special. Fantastic. It, so we, yeah, we've got more. Exciting Exciting guests coming up, and we, we will get some metal guests. We will. Uh, but speaking of guests, which mm. w- what would be one cast from any production around the world that you would love to have reunite on the show, and uh, from any time, really? <gasps> That's a crazy question. So you're saying, like, basically, if I had the choice to have anybody on check-in from away, who would it be? Yeah. Like any, ever, ever. Yep. Any oh dream cast from any oh musical all around the world. Does it have to be from a musical? Carte Blanche. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, that's me out. Okay. Oh my goodness yes. gracious. Oh my gosh. Like uh, what? It's but like that's... Sophie's Choice, isn't it? No, I was going to say, I was like, that's not a fair question. Like yeah. I, <laughs> that is not a fair question. You I are mean... in the torture chamber. 
Oh my gosh. No, I feel tortured right now. Cause I, <laughs> I, what do I do? Okay. Listen. Okay. Two things come to mind. When I was a teenager, I was a really, really big fan of Avenue Q. Yeah. And it would be so wild to actually have like all that whole cast, the original cast. Yeah, John Tatali and yes. and Harada. Wouldn't um, it be so Jordan cool? Galba. So that would be amazing yeah. because I, I was literally obsessed with that show growing up. So good. And I, I have pictures with the cast like at the stage door on Broadway. Oh, wow. Like yeah. me, like however old I was at the time. Um, that would be really wild and would probably blow my mind. Hang on, and, you're uh, like 12? Uh, like no, 12 I was older than that. Wasn't I? I I'm not sure. When, what year did that musical 2003, come out? 2004. Right. And I no, can't you would have been 13, 14. And... No, I can't either. That's why I'm like, when you're like 12. I mean, which I'm is 31 my now. So yeah, that was. Tw- um... Oh my gosh. Was like, what? Why did my parents let me listen to that? <laughs> well, I can't talk because I, I watched Hair when I was five. Oh. Oh, the movie, wow. not the See? not the musical, the yes, movie. Yes, um, right. I grew up with Rocky Horror, so I, I'm oh. no different. But I was just yes. trying to work that out. Like it's a bit different to be going to the the Broadway theater and and meeting them at the stage door when you're that age. My parents would take me to theater and let's let's get home as soon as possible. Oh, yeah. leave the theater before before it finishes so that oh, we're not no. stuck in crowds. Oh no! So you're not so, you're not staying uh, for the curtain call. No, oh, well, sometimes we would, but they, mom would See? like to rush out. As yeah, yeah, no, I understand. <laughs> Where, where are they going? Yeah, I mean that always makes me so, really what, sad. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I, it's like the credits, the end credits of a film. Yes. Yeah. Always watch, watch the, the end credits. Yeah, exactly. totally. I love watching the credits in a movie. It's it, the best. It's, yeah. But honestly, if I could get the touring cast of Spring Awakening in a room together, <laughs> yeah. to just like to see how far we've come because most of us were 19 years old when we were on tour with the show. And, um, you know, we did a lot of growing up on that tour. I I, like learned the business Mm -hmm. on that tour, doing eight shows a week. We were babies. If I could like not on zoom, I mean, like if I could literally have a party and have everybody from that cast and the musicians and everybody in a room together to just look at each other and go, remember that crazy thing we did for two years when we were just babies, I would die for that. Because also a lot of the people who I was on tour with went on to do really huge things. Andy Mantis, French, Blake, uh, Kimiko yeah. Glenn, Blake Bashoff, Blake was Bashoff, in, um, Lost. exactly. Yes, yes like so I know many. As Carl in Lost, I'm obsessed. Oh, there you go. Sorry. Yeah, honestly, Lost. it's I'm like yes, I'm there. Yes, of course. Like Blake already had an incredible career before he was on tour and on Broadway with the show. But mm-hmm. um, man, it's just like it's really such an impressive cast. Like it was such an impressive cast, and it's like they all caught us like before. I feel all the great things happen. You know, like you know, Blake Bashoff once said something to me when we were in our second year before he left the tour. He told me he said, you know, what's kind of sad about leaving Spring Awakening is that it's kind of all downhill from here. And I never forgot mm-hmm. that because I just thought, yeah, in a way he's sort of right. Like for me, Spring Awakening was like the pinnacle of like my dreams coming true. It was just like the biggest, best thing. Like this is a show that completely changed my life when I saw it and when I was in it. And it's just like, uh, 
yeah, I, like I, I won't say that nothing great has happened in my career since then. It has. I, I've had so many amazing opportunities, especially something like Come From Away. But um, mm-hmm. I never thought him saying that to me because it, it was like an artistic, like it was just like a, oh, I don't even know how to express how much I love that show. And I can't wait to hear what Gareth has to say about it. But honestly, again, like I'm not even saying that because uh, we're talking about Spring Awakening. Like, honestly, if I could get that whole cast in a room again to talk <laughs> and just like be like, hey, how are you? I really yeah. would. I would love that. <laughs> We'll, yeah. we'll put them both out there in the universe. So the original cast of Avenue Thank Q, you. if you're listening to this, which you won't be, <laughs> yes. but please listen to this. Go on, yes. on Check In From Away on YouTube yes. and Spring Awakening. And I, I know you kids are all got your careers and all that, but <laughs> go on Check In From Away. We put that out in the universe for you now. Thank so you. So I'm, I'm positive that Gareth would have found this utterly uplifting and an upbeat musical filled with mm. jazz hands and can cans mm-hmm. so before we'll, we'll d- dive further into it i would like to hear what gareth thought of duncan Sheik's not at all controversial not at all in your face musical it's controversial as usual i knew nothing about this at all yep. i had and i think you i got you you got me in a at a bit of a melancholy moment when i started listening to this because it, it sucked all the joy out of my out of my life at that time <laughs> While I was listening to it. I'm never ready for whatever musical that I listen to because I have no idea what's up next. Because before I started this show, literally everything to me was Disney's Aladdin, which I, mm-hmm. I really, which I hate with a passion. You had seen so, Book of Mormon and Matilda. See, I don't count Book of Mormon because that's just hilarious. So maybe it is. Okay. Can we count? All right. Book of Mormon is. Look, it is a tourist musical, but yeah. it's a good tourist music. Oh, yeah, totally. It's hilarious. That it is hilarious. Very funny. So no, all right. So we can count Book so, of Mormon. Yes, you're allowed to count that. And, and Matilda was good. Oh, Matilda's a great show. I saw Matilda yeah. three times, so three. Oh. I did. Okay, so my, my girlfriend took me when we we're in Melbourne over there on holiday and said, We're going to Matilda. And I'm like, this is oh, nice to come and say hi. Yeah, yeah. Rahood. It was back home in Perth and I took my, my youngest daughter. Yeah. To see Matilda because I'm a great dad. And then yes. good boy. And then someone dropped a massive hint and I ended up taking my mum. So uh, oh, yes. so That's lovely. There it is. It gets better. Yeah. By the third time I knew I knew all the songs and it was it's a oh, fun, it's yeah. a it's a great fun story. And I, you know, Matilda's one of those ones you you know the story anyway, so yeah. yeah. Totally. I, and also written like the music written by Tim Minchin, like Tim Minchin. Amazing. Yep. Oh my god! Like, it's just—it's so good. It's—it's it's so like I don't know. There's something about Matilda, like that show particularly, is like just yeah. very magical. It's a great freaking show. Yeah, yeah, it is. Tim's yeah. Tim's in town at the moment, so. Oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. What a weird, awesome dude. <laughs> he's, he is a weird, awesome dude. Yeah. He's yes. A, he's, he's a local guy, so yeah, we love we love Tim. He actually sad little sad note on Tim. He came to town. When you fly from a different state in Australia, certainly into Western Australia, you have to quarantine for oh, yeah. 14 days. Mm-hmm. He did 14-day quarantine because he was doing two shows at the end of this week and then we've gone into a snap lockdown. So he's he's kind right. of thinking it's probably – he's done two weeks quarantine and he's probably not going to do a, a show because they then it was supposed to be an outdoor oh, no. setting, 5,000 people, this sort of thing. So, yeah. 
You should do it and stream it live. That's what he yeah. should be doing. Do yeah. it and stream it live. He's a pretty creative dude, so I'm sure he'll he come really up with something. Is. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. He's he's one of those guys that just had an idea and went with it and you know, good on him. Yeah. yeah. I, I was kidding by the way of of when you're in Melbourne not coming to say hi. I yeah, had no, a hair was... appointment that day. <laughs> yeah. So sorry <laughs> I wasn't available. That was oh, yes. anyway, so I am I am kidding. I don't even think we knew yeah, each anyway. other then. I know I saw I saw Book and Woman in Melbourne as well, I think. So Oh yeah. did you? Oh. Yeah, I, I, t- I took my conservative mum on Easter Sunday to <laughs> Oh Book dear goodness. Wow. Oh yeah, I, I have a sense nice. of humor. Yes, so. I hope she does too. <laughs> oh yeah, she she cried. That would have been that would have been challenging. Yeah. Oh my, yes, yes. My face hurt from laughing at Book of Mormon. Yeah. Was, oh, oh, yeah. hers did too. She cried with laughter. Yeah. I, I don't think she yeah. has laughed that much in her life. Yeah. But this is about <laughs> Spring Awakening. Yes, right. So Spring so Awakening. Gareth, if yes. only Spring Awakening was as funny as Book of Mormon or as magical <laughs> as Matilda. Um, <laughs> It's but magical it was not. in its own way, I guess. Okay, okay. No, it's 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 dark. How does it kick off? Mama who bored me. Yes. Duncan Sheik. Don't Duncan Sheik co- and Stephen Sater bored me. There we go. Oh, That's who yeah. bored me. That's I knew you cliche. were going there, Gareth. Yeah. Yeah. I was always yeah. going to go there. As soon as I heard this, oh, look. And then they reprised it. What is the thing about musical theatre where they write one song and then it's like we don't have enough songs, so we're just going to do this. We're going to remix it. And we're gonna mm. just we're gonna remix it yep. and then play it again straight away. And I'm like, dude. Well, it sounds very it. Lincoln Park to me. If, if if it was a bit more Lincoln Park, I probably would have enjoyed. No, it. No, it's in releasing the same thing and remixing it and <laughs> reprising it. Lincoln Park, thank Lincoln you very Park. much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. This I got excited when I looked through the cast. Brian Johnson. I'm thinking Brian Johnson, lead singer of ACDC. <laughs> oh. False advertising. This is false that's, advertising. That's I'm, bad. I'm so sorry. That was not the case. Oh, no, I'm not sorry. That's hilarious. Yes, Because I'm, yes. I'm getting there. And the song, the first song that came up that was on is called The Bitch of Living. And I thought, that's an ACDC track right there. Yes. There oh, it is. Oh, see? Mm-hmm. And yeah. then it wasn't. And then it wasn't. Yeah, no, uh, it was not. <laughs> so I went from, I'm, I'm on a roller coaster and it's, and it's, yeah. and it's tearing at me. <laughs> this is going to sound really bad. Oh, okay. really? Fancy that. There's elements of this musical. That yes. just sounds like a bad Blink-182 album. What? It's got that angsty, pop-punk kind of sensibility oh, and a whiny yes. teen time. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah, my, and... why doesn't anybody understand me? And right. yeah. Excuse my yes. terrible accent. Because that kind of style of music really kind of grates me and it always has done. Um, oh. when, when you When you're kind of being the emo sort of yeah we were all anxious teenagers get over it i don't want to talk about it in your 20s they're not in their 20s though no no that's the thing i was gonna say all right now tell me why i'm wrong (laughs) okay they're not in their 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 kids they're teenagers yeah yeah so so what's uh, listen i'm glad that you kind of got the gist of like being angsty teenagers because that is what the show is about and i will say I've never felt more like a rock star than when I was doing <laughs> the 
following for that show was like so crazy. And honestly, yeah. people were obsessed with that show. I was one of the people who was obsessed with it too. I listened to it like literally day in, day out. Like it just like changed my world. <laughs> but you know, the thing about this that I'm surprised you didn't mm. like is that mm. Spring Awakening is like the non-musical musical yeah. that people who don't like musicals like. Yeah. Yeah. It is one of them, isn't it? Yeah, and but, same with sort of come of from away, I guess, sort of, because it's, you know, it's so much about the story and, and you know, mm. the music is beautiful, but it's so much about the story that people love it. Yeah. Like even people who don't like musicals yeah. love come from away. Yeah. It's the same yeah. thing with Spring Awakening. It's like, it's like, it's pop and electro and like kind of rocky and like smooth and folky. And, and it has like a different kind of- yeah, it's dark, it's deep. People used to walk out of the show, like every single show we did on tour in so many different states. We went to like 45 different cities on tour. And when listen, people were walking out by like the fourth song sometimes because it was such a racy <laughs> musical at the time. Like, it's just like, it was... Honestly, it deals with, you know, like uh, teenagers, you know, Spring Awakening, like it's about like a teenage sexuality and like mm. going through puberty, not understand what's happening to you and, and kind of like the angst of that and the not getting the information and there was suicide and like abortion and oh, pregnancy and, you know, like it tackled all of these really intense, like mm. if that is not rock and roll, Gareth, mm. I do not I know. know. I'm what clear, musical yeah. is rock and roll enough for you? I like, this what is musical it. was he listening to? That's what I would like to know. <laughs> Do you know what? Do you know what? Yeah. I think I it didn't it didn't drag me in, and I think it might be. <laughs> I'm going to play the age card here. It might be because I've forgotten what it's like to be that age. No, I do. I remember it. It's seared into oh, my brain yes, and I yes. don't ever want to go back there. Yeah, right. Who does? And when you drag me back there, I'm going to push back. <laughs> so I, I think <laughs> this go. is more, this is clearly more about me than it is the music. Yeah, this is your problem. Look, I'm going to say some of the performances in this, as they are with so many musicals that I've listened to, are phenomenal. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. There, there is there's so much talent. I think it is it Leah Michelle. Yes, that's right. Her? Yeah. Uh, she's obviously she's um she is amazing. Yeah. Uh, look, she has I'm, I'm going to just I mean, be bold and say this mm. right now cuz obviously she's a pariah in society's <laughs> eyes at the moment because of what's oh, yes, uh, come out. Oh, okay. I missed that. That does not discredit the amazing voice that has come out of her that has yes. that we have listened to. But listen, so, John Gallagher If anyone wants Jr. to complain too bad. Yeah, oh, he, yeah. John Gallagher was, um, Jr., Jonathan Groff. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah. obviously uh, John Gallagher Jr. was in 10 Cloverfield Lane and Jonathan Groff was the voice of the reindeer in Frozen. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Two two things I haven't seen, but anyway. Um, but also, no. Jonathan Groff went on to be in the original company of Hamilton as well. He did yes. a Mind Hunter on Netflix. Mind Hunter, yeah. He's like huge. Oh, I love that show. Yeah, he's yeah. the lead in that show. Him. He's amazing. Yeah. Oh, and that's yeah, him. that's okay. him. And wow. Jonathan Gallagher he's Jr. Really... of course has a huge like career. Uh, he was doing that. What's that morning show again? Um, that show that was about the reporters in the newsroom, the newsroom. There you go. <laughs> in the newsroom. And uh, he's done so much stuff. And of course, 10 Cloverfield Lane, but 
Oh, listen, yeah, there's there's two movies that I highly recommend for you both to watch if you haven't, hmm. he, that yeah. he's in and they're amazing. Yes. Have you seen Hush on Netflix? I think it's on Yes, Netflix. The Blind Woman at yes. Home Alone. But she's deaf, That's actually, great. I think. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yep. yes, no, she's deaf. She's my bad. She's deaf and he oh plays my God, like now the, I'm offending. the intruder. I know, you're oh. like, oh my God, I'm offending everybody right now. <laughs> but he plays the intruder in it and he's so scary yes, and so that's great. Right. And yeah. the movie that I was talking about before, the, the Belco building, experiment. The Belco mm. experiment. Yes, the Belco experiment. There yeah, I knew it all fantastic. along. I just yes. thought I'd string yeah. you guys along and, yeah. and see how long it took <laughs> you guys to yeah, yeah. to guess it. Thanks a lot. That's yeah. okay. I, I don't think I've seen it, but I know the story. And yeah. he has done Law and Order, of course. <laughs> of Every course Broadway performer. Yeah. Every Broadway performer has yep. been on Law Order. Law and Order. <laughs> Which, um, um, can I ask you, Gareth? Like, I have a question for you. Yes. Did you mm. have a favorite mm. track? Like, if you had to pick a track that caught your ear that you thought was really great, which one was it? Yep. Totally fucked. Yep. Oh, of course. That's my you middle name. It, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was. And, and I'll tell you why, because it was on in the background and I'm just like going, yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. And then that song came on. I thought, okay, this is hilarious in a, in an angry kind of, in an angry kind of way. So yeah. Absolutely. There, yeah, yeah. It's not all bad. And it's unfair that I have to sit here and put my opinions in front of people who have actually been involved in these wonderful things, and, and Steffi didn't write I it. So. it's... I didn't know. That's true. I did not. No, I know. There's no no personal attack here. I'm dreading the day we get you know Stephen Sondheim on here. I am working um, on it. Okay, not Sondheim, but someone like Duncan Sheik. That'd be friggin' awesome. Oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> I I gotta say the other thing that I want to like I want to boast about Spring Awakening is mm. that for me. You know, it's one of those musicals, two things. Lyrically, I think it's one of the most interesting musicals in the last like 20 years because okay. the, the thing about the show was that the music didn't forward the plot ever. Like it was always a moment in time to express like emotion, but it mm. never actually moved the plot, which I actually thought was yeah. cool because they're kind of almost like standalone pop songs that kind yeah. of just yep. like can live in a world without any context. And I think that's so yep. smart um, in terms of like writing this show. And of course the show is based on a play that was written by a German playwright in like the 1800s about German kids like figuring out their sexuality. Okay. And in and it's like, wow. it's so cool that the play is like, it's an old timey play that's been readapted, but still in that world. And then the music is super mm. contemporary. And you have that like dichotomy mm. of like, kind of the rock and roll, like contempt sound. And we would pull out um, microphones from our costumes, like our old timey costumes. And then you're completely like at a rock concert, like in a different world. And then you'd go back to like the strict German world after that in, of the play. And I just think like, mm. honestly, I wish you had seen this show, Gareth, because I actually think that if you had seen the show, you would have like really appreciated it. Yes. Like for sure. <laughs> yeah. It is something that I've brought up a few times, which is I don't think soundtracks do a lot of these musicals justice and when i'm just listening yes. to the soundtrack some, some do some you yeah, come yeah. from away look at that yeah that there's album, a lot that. of oh look yeah yeah, yeah. there's yeah. a lot of dialogue yeah, come from away, in was... come from away though so you can mm. figure out the story sort of as you're going you're listening to yeah. the soundtrack yeah. again like i said spring awakening is yeah. completely different like you have no sense yeah. really of yeah. what's happening in the plot with the music which is actually i, 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 I love that but um i yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I I think that's and you know completely uneducated theatre head. <laughs> I quite often I go I I go looking for the story and I want to find mm-hmm. the story and sort of halfway through this one I'm thinking you know this could just be a mixtape of yeah the best pop punk hits of and I could and I actually got I got accused of listening to a musical on shuffle because I didn't get it oh gosh. at all. And I and I thought, you know, you could do this one on shuffle and it really <laughs> really Yeah, you know what? You could, you're totally right. You could, yeah. If you yeah. bookended it with um, you know, Mama Who Bore Me in the yes. last song about summer, um, you you could kind of and and I guess that's what I I'm sort of looking I'm going into it going, this is a musical, tell me the story. Mm-hmm. But they really are standalone. They are standalone yeah. songs. And maybe I've missed it completely. But having said that, it is a style of music that just that kind of doesn't doesn't connect yeah. with me. Sure. It needs more rock in the role, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. For, that's for yeah. me. So okay. um yeah. Uh, I do have to admit, I actually haven't seen it myself. So I have no idea what okay. the story is. Okay. And I've never <laughs> wanted to know because I do want to see it yes. properly. Oh, right. Um, and so I'm, I am all, I've always been glad that the story wasn't clear in the music mm-hmm. because um, when I okay. was doing my research for this episode and I read that there was someone fa- falls pregnant in the show, I was so disappointed because I don't want to know. Oh, no. And I just ruined it for you, too. I no, was no, like, that's oh, fine. I already, no, no, I already knew by then. Um, oh, okay, good. Spoiler okay. alert. Yeah. You know, gotcha. And I, I, I was was like, what am I going to do if spoiler alert comes up? Do I sit there and put my fingers in my ear like a rude oh, person right. in front of everyone? Or like, oh. no, I don't want to mm. hear this and talk over everyone. Oh, I don't know. I'll have to put up with it. So we've been lucky Mr. so far. Um, I, I really, yeah. I so wish, listen, I, ah, oh, it just, it's, it's such a beautiful show and I cannot, I cannot say it enough. It, it really it changed my life. Like it, it is a show that really changed wow. my world. Like it is yep. so beautiful. And um, I got to give a shout out to, I don't know what your favorite songs are, Aaron, from the soundtrack, but got to give a shout out to like, Touch Me has always been one of my fa- absolute favorite songs, as well as yep. Mirror Blue Night, as well as like the Guilty Ones. Like I have so many favorites. Like I just think, also Gareth, I don't know if maybe you might like this little tidbit of information, but Duncan Sheik, mm is is no other than the Duncan Sheik who wrote Barely Breathing in the 80s. Remember that song? Yeah. Yeah, right? Wow, okay. Yeah, that's a little, that's like a, a kind of a fun, exactly like okay. mind blown type yeah. thing. Um, but yeah, like just like him huh. and Steven Sater, I just find they made like such an unlikely uh, duo but at the same time it's it's what came out of it is like so so poetic like the lyrics are so <laughs> uh, it's just like I really like I can't speak enough good about this yeah. album and uh, one day I hope you can see it yeah why are you yeah. laughing Gareth why are you laughing Gareth oh, no why are you laughing here's here's why what I laughing? can I I want to ask you a question yes. Steffi because I've only I've only heard the the soundtrack, which is just purely yes. the yes. songs, is there is is there a lot of dialogue kind of tying it in together in the in the stage? Yes, production? absolutely. Yeah. There's like there's okay. definitely okay. um there's like a yep. beginning, middle, and an end. There's quite a big story as well. It's mostly about these yep. three teenagers. You know, you follow. Uh, you follow kind of their story through their awakening. And um, mm. yeah, it's just like they, they all three of them take three very different paths and approaches to kind of, um, you know, it kind of discusses a lot of like when information is not available, tragedy happens. Mm. It's yeah. like a lot about that. And um, 
Yeah. Like I said, like people used to walk out because I don't want to give any spoilers, but some of the songs were like just very graphic. There was a lot of like, you know, there was nudity. There was like, a you know, sex depicted on stage. And it was like, it's like, it's rock and roll. (laughs) (laughs) It's rock and roll. It's, it's pretty intense. Yeah. Yeah. And there, there are some uppity people out there i should have gone to youtube and this is a whole different thing because they're much different productions but there's a lot of bands are doing live streams yes, and they're right. putting streams up and you can you can you know you subscribe and whatever um and they're you know they're a strip a strip backstage show and you've got the and if it's a, a standard band with bass guitar drums and, and lead singer and they can do that at in an empty hall but it'd be great if musical theater could do that but there's such yes depending on the musical theater i mean you've got the cast you've also got the crew and if you've got like prop changes and backgrounds. Yes. I mean, it, it'd be really, I could see it being difficult depending on what kind of restrictions yeah, you've got sure. around the world, but that'd be, that'd be such a good thing to see if you could do, you know, some of these, some of these things yeah, and, and do yeah. a couple of shows and, and stream them. Well, and, you know, like Hamilton, exactly. I think is an incredible um, example of how well theater can be shot because I find that a lot yeah. of the times when theater's shot, it's just, it doesn't do the show justice whatsoever. Like it's just not the yeah. same, but you yeah. know, I do find that a, a lot of musicals have done it well. Um, I know that Passing Strange, mm. I don't know, Aaron, if you know Passing Strange, but my uh, with, goodness, uh, I Stu. love that show. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Such that, a great, oh, the Tony so good. For best musical. Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. Did it? Yeah. Yes, it did, I think. But they, mm. you know, Spike Lee directed yeah. that. Um, that, yeah, that film version, they shot yeah. it on camera and it it's amazing yeah. like it's just it's like being there and I think Hamilton also does it really well but I find that other shows haven't necessarily succeeded in like shooting just something on stage but yeah. uh, I think it's because it's mm. so much about like the live like rapport between the audience like especially yep. show like say come from away you know it's like you really vibe off of the energy that's happening in the room like it's just uh, yeah, mm. theater is such a live, it's just, it needs to be live, you know, but mm-hmm. though I do think yeah. that uh, a lot of shows have succeeded to make it uh, kind of worth it to sit down and watch like two and a half hours of a theater show. They have, and they really should yeah. film the Melbourne production of Come From Away and do it now yes. while they're running, please. <laughs> they should do so it. the yes. rest of the world, so we can just have the back in our lives i'm not going to be paying 150 dollars every time i want to see it so please film it professionally for me david and irene you're the most beautiful talented couple out in the world and i love you so much and i adore you please do it for me it should be yeah do it for me too david and irene (laughs) and yeah do it for one of your cast members the melbourne cast they're running (laughs) at the moment just film it just go in during the day when no audience is there, you know you guys can do it. So I, I, yes. I'm begging now. Do it with the audience do there. It. So yeah, do totally. It. You know you want to do it. It's it's one of those things. If if there's someone somewhere in the world that's still got theaters open, like Australia, they should be some, doing some it. parts of Australia. Yes. Then yeah, let's film it. I mean, how lucky was Hamilton? Yep. And I haven't seen it yet. That they filmed, they filmed all that, and then it went on Disney, and yes, you know, yes. and they've just had the original. So cast apart too. from yeah. the would you the original cast? So that was an absolute. That was a, a beautiful fluke. I guess they didn't know that what was coming up. So it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. It they're was supposed to be doing Aladdin. Aladdin was filmed in West End, <laughs> apparently, oh. with the Australian guy oh. that you fell asleep watching. 
Garrett. So I could rude. I could watch the bits that I fell asleep yeah, through. Yeah, so you possibly yeah. maybe get to see what you missed. And I don't think Disney I will do, be filming honestly, Spring Awakening, though. No. I don't think so. Do. No, <laughs> no. Um, it's a little it, bit I, too racy for Disney. Yeah, I yeah. presume they've got the junior version. Oh which, gosh. <laughs> Why? I feel like I doubt it because there's so much swearing in the They're, show. Yeah, no, well, that's why they do the junior ones to cut down, cut out all the hard songs, cut out all the tough plot uh, plot points. Oh, and then you don't have a show. Uh, yeah, uh, tell me about it. <laughs> I was going to say it sounds like it just removed everything from the show. Yeah, literally yeah. one act. Yeah, it uh, would be, I think, like two songs, and then that'd be yeah. it. It'd be like a concert of two songs. Um, it does delve into yeah. some pretty heavy subject yeah. matter. So um, I feel like, I, I, you know, I do feel like it's an important show for kids to watch. The And kids, I mean, maybe teenagers. But yes, yes, again, yes. it's like about mm. just getting information and speaking to your kids and making sure that, you know, like that it's just unnecessary tragedy so much of the time. Um, and that shows like a cautionary tale sort of. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Oh man, I wish you had seen the show. It's such a great. Yeah. Oh no, me too. Me too. Because oh. um, I, I do love the music in it, and and for that reason that it is standalone, and, and like we're gonna talk about Little Shop of Horrors in the next episode. Oh, those those songs it. you could take on their own totally. and listen to them, and yes. and they're standalone, mm-hmm. but they still do tell the story that's that's in there. Totally. So you, yes. You, yes. You get the story from the CD in yes, context. Yes, you do. Whereas Gareth, this one, you're gonna you love don't. Little Shop of Horror. No, he he already hates it, and that's oh, why I kicked, I, see. I kicked him out of the yep. the studio for that episode. Yeah, I'm not in. Uh, I'm I'm skipping that episode because I'm on holidays or something. Oh my gosh, that's and so funny! I don't have to deal with Little Shop of Horrors <laughs> plus, which goes back to scarring me in my childhood <laughs> when it first came out in the movies. Oh. So there's a whole. I've got a yeah. <laughs> for, 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 for someone who's done so much therapy I've got so much emotional baggage That gets brought up Listening to musical theatre Oh listen We all do Yeah Yeah Maybe, maybe that's why oh, Maybe yeah. that's why you love heavy metal Because it's kind of like a, That's why it is I don't know I feel like it's like a Cathartic It's like an outpouring release. Of cathartic yep. energy And tension yep. And like You know what I mean I totally get it For me musical mm. theatre does yeah. that You know Yeah Yeah, yeah. Really yeah. I mean jazz yeah. hands And tap dancing Like that's gonna <laughs> yeah. get My energy yeah. Or not energy there you My, go, my angst out yeah, and, and obviously That's, I still get. So I go. Yeah, no, it's it's all right. I get a double dose because I've got a daughter doing musical theatre. Oh, so yeah, I I am and turning him into the world's best father. That's what. There I'm you doing. go. She basically, did, oh, she's she was supposed to have a fringe her, a fringe <laughs> yes. show, fringe festival show coming up this weekend, but oh, with the lockdown, I'm we're so not. Sorry to hear that. We're That's not sure if it's going right. ahead. So she's been working really hard. Uh, she she literally she hates it when I come to her. Oh no! Oh really? So, but that's a, but she didn't know I was coming to the fringe show because I was just going to sneak into the audience because it's a really big deal. Of course, deal. that's a huge, yeah. that's amazing. So, wow, that's yeah, so lovely. Yeah. So we got we got fingers fingers crossed that we come out of lockdown and um, I'll sneak I'll sneak in the back and 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 just sit there and be be proud dad. And... Yeah. Now Gareth, I know you need to leave in a moment. So just quickly, um, Steffi, I just could you tell our listeners a little bit about Janice and sort of her role in Come From Away and. Uh, Basically, she's the one that sort of keeps the time and and drops the all important date. Um, drops the, the date. Well, d- drops the oh, date. Oh, like drops mentions the dates. It. Yeah. Oh yeah. Listen, <laughs> most of it, I was like, what? Um, yeah, like the date, the the like the fruit, the date. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, yes, Janice Mosier, um, in Come From Way is the 
reporter. She's a rookie Rogers TV reporter. I Mm. do all of the dates and the times. I'm kind of like the timekeeper in the show. You're you're the framing device. That's exactly it. I narrate a lot of what's going on, sort of. So yeah, um, yeah, I feel like Janice is a really big part. She's a really big part of this thing. I'm going to sign off. Thanks, Steffi. It's been an absolute blast. Yes, Gareth, thank you so much. And I had a really great time listening to the album again. So thank you for bringing it back into my life. <laughs> yes, thank yeah. you, Gareth. Right. Yeah, Excellent work, mate. Have thank a great you. day since it's day for you. I'm going to bed after this. So have yes. a great day in the future. And happy right. birthday for four <laughs> days away if I don't. <gasps> happy birthday for four days yeah, away. Yeah, okay. Yes, yeah. that's fantastic. Enjoy. Fifty. I Sorry I wasn't invited. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, it's, it's pretty sure the party's been cancelled. I've got 80 people that aren't coming. So <laughs> I know, I know, I'm kidding. Plus, your five-hour flight away, Dale, was not going to your birthday party. Oh, yeah, it's too far. <laughs> no. Way too far. Anyways, okay, go. you got yeah. less time okay. okay, all right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We'll be back in a moment after a word from our friends and sponsors. G'day listeners, Aaron here. While me and Gareth are taking a break, I thought now would be a great time to spill my guts. Well, not my guts. The fully fabulous Kristen Johnston's, whose hilarious yet harrowing memoir, Guts, details her rollercoaster ride through all the excesses of Hollywood and the toll it can take on even the fiercest of bitches. Keijo has shed all pretense by opening up her heart and soul in this gripping tale which will leave readers reaffirmed of their own inner strength and ability to kick some ass in this world. You may know her as Sally Solomon or as Joan Collins's bedrockian daughter, but once you've dived into Kristen's guts, you'll come to know that she's nothing short of a warrior. Available now where all good books are sold, grab your copy of Guts today. He, he didn't leave us a score, uh, which is the oh, second... that's true. Yeah, you're gonna time have to ask that. him. Yes. I mean, I, can I guess I, what his score is gonna be? Very low. Okay, so you can though. Yeah, I'm say like two point five out of yeah. five. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll give it a two point five for him, and if he if he ups it up, then awesome. Yeah, like I'm gonna say two point five. Like he seemed like he was really like kind of uninterested in the whole thing, but when yeah. I convinced him that. You know, I was like, these are standalone songs and like, that's kind of interesting. I felt like he was softening up a little bit. He was. uh, He's defensive because I keep giving him musicals that are important, that have good music and are important, like about Mm -hmm. AIDS or 9-11 or um, about brain tumors and stuff. And so I keep hitting him with those bombs and he wants to hate them and he wants to knock them off. But he knows that if he hates a show like The Prom, that I could accuse him of hating gay people and yes. it could be a whole, you know, I wouldn't mean <laughs> it, obviously, but he is yes. afraid to look bad. And you clearly like to talk as much as I like to talk. Oh, gosh, yeah, I know. So the two of us together, poor Gareth, which is I know. great for me and, and schadenfreude because yeah. um, though I'll probably be editing the episode, so I don't know why he's worried. Um, oh, I see what you're saying, yes. I, I got, yeah, I should have warned you. I um. 
I love to talk. I think it's like if I if I have no, a superpower, no. it's that honestly, yes, I can talk for a really long time about Me a lot too. of things. Me too. Like yeah. our, our whole show is pretty much blah 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 blah, and tell all these boring <laughs> stories. And he might get frustrated, but that's. What I when I listen to it, that dynamic of me driving him crazy, yes, makes me laugh so much because because it's so funny. I know yeah, it's it just is, an unlikely pair. You it, two are just really an unlikely is. pair. Yes, yeah. that's yeah. right. It's a lot of fun because it, I love putting two things together that kind of don't go together and then they work. And that brings me to segue about spring yes. awakening. Well, I, I would have said that, that that was a good segue to come from away because. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That yeah, too. Both of them. Like, yes, it, you're totally right. You think that it, you know, there's, it's not going to work together, but it does beautifully. No. And you get like this gorgeous, amazing thing that you weren't expecting you were going to get. I've never had a reaction like that listening to an album. Yes. Yeah. It, 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 it chokes you up. Like even before when I saw the show and listen, this is crazy. Like this is going way back when I forget what year it was. I saw one of the first workshops they did oh, of that wow. show. It was a two actor. It wasn't just one act. Oh, and wow. um, it was with a bunch of students from Sheridan College. David and Irene had just like written this thing. And uh, I remember seeing it and I remember how flabbergasted I was at how incredible this story was. And I never forgot it. And then when it came back around and I saw it in Toronto before it went to Broadway, I it just, it just honestly, the show amazes me how it is almost, it's like the perfect show. It's like the perfect yes. Uh, like it has uh, the amount of laughs and heart and great music and like just amazing storylines and people and it's heartwarming. It has everything yeah. like literally it can make you laugh one minute and it moves very quickly and then it can make you cry. It's empowering. It's, it's so, it's just like such a, it's a perfect show. Like it's, it it's really just, it's a perfect show. Yeah. It is. And, and yeah. it's funny cause it's, it's not that old and my friend no, commented to me all. the other day and said, Oh, Oh, that's the show you're obsessed with at the moment. And like, like bitch, no. please. Yeah. Like that show, <laughs> I have never had a reaction like that before. That yeah, that is totally. not a, a phase in the moment. This this show will last in, in people's yes. consciousness because it, it yes. is so well done. The music so is well fantastic. And, and and as I say, those two, Irene and David, with their good yes. looks and their good talents, oh, and who the yes. hell do they think they are? Goodness <laughs> gracious me. Yes, I know. Can you can you believe writing a show like this as as beautiful and perfect as it is? And also shout out to Christopher Ashley as well, who directed yes. the show. It is immaculate, like truly immaculate. And and Kelly Devine, who did the choreography yep. and all the movement in uh, the show. Correction, and the correction. The chairography. The chairography, that's correct. That yeah. Like who knew that? <laughs> 12 actors telling a story about Gander Newfoundland of all places um, and 9-11, like all these aspects come together and they do like they just, it works yeah. and it, it goes beyond even working. I don't think I've ever gone to a show that I walked away feeling like I needed to be a better person yeah. and come from way does that to me. You know what I mean? Even being in the show, I just go, Oh my gosh, like how do I honor the people that I'm portraying on stage every single night in my real life? Yeah. I can imagine. It's like truly, it's just, Oh, 
I can't say enough about the show. Truly, and also I'm going to say this because I know that I am, I'm, I'm gushing about Come From Way and I'm also gushing about Spring Awakening. I got to say, I've been very lucky in my career so far to do shows that I just inspire me, like just inspire me and um, just challenge me and uh, like that I adore, like I've been so lucky and I really, I, yeah, I need to acknowledge that for a moment because Spring Awakening Come From Way are not shows that come around often. And uh, I, I just, I'm very grateful. Yeah. Very grateful. Well, yeah. You say luck. And I was listening to a, a podcast yesterday with Stephanie J. Block, and she yes. was saying it's not necessarily luck. It is preparedness meets mm. opportunity. Sure. That's, that's fair. Because yeah. you, you came through the idol machine, which yes. around the world, a lot of people did. I mean, yes, obviously, it's still sure. not, you know, thousands yeah. and thousands and thousands, but, but there is still mm-hmm. enough people that, um, and if they they all have a, a default amount of luck when you you go through that show, that is is even amongst most of them that aren't the winner and the the, sure. the runner yes, up. Yes, sure, yeah. Right. So everyone else yeah. is pretty much on a level playing field. It was your preparedness. It was your hard work. Thank you. That's as so well nice. As luck. <laughs> I want to give myself this. that credit, but sometimes it's hard because I. Uh, I really do feel like sometimes you're right place, right time. Yes. Preparedness. Yeah. Yes. Like just being ready and the opportunity happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, have I also just been lucky to be in the right place and being prepared when the opportunity yes. came. Yes. <laughs> so I, yeah, I still feel like very lucky. Listen, I can't even believe that he gave it a five out of five. Oh, I can. Cause it's a great musical, but he's like a heavy metal guy. Like I- I'm, yeah. I'm impressed yeah. that he, like, I'm impressed. I, I'm very, of course, like, honestly, if anybody hates, I question anyone yeah. who doesn't like come from how away. Like you, you, you must be it? a heartless, just soulless person to oh, not I like am. a show like that. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I am a heartless and soulless, but I still do love come from away because it's just, yes. it's catchy. It's crisp. It's, it's, it's oh. The performances so are fantastic, and and all that, and obviously you're you're Canadian, so there, I'm guessing there wasn't too much to to get into that accent with the the gander, uh, with the hop right in me. I can't, yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna offend. You're not gonna attempt. I understand. Um, you know what? I mean, growing up in Canada, obviously, yeah. it's helpful that um, I've known a bunch of Newfoundlanders. I've, I've yep. been accustomed to hearing it a lot. So when it actually came to auditioning for the show, as well as being in the show, we did have a dialect coach who helped mm-hmm. us out. But, um, I, you know, I had heard a lot. Also, fun little fact, I sort of like low-key dated a Newfoundlander for a very oh, brief period yeah. of time. And his accent was like the best thing ever. And uh, I think I have just a very personal experience <laughs> with the Newfoundlanders. So there you go. Well, because it's, it's funny. Um, obviously, this story is people from all over the world. Yes. Seeing, seeing it in Australia, the guy, uh, well, in in the on the Broadway said it would be Gino, uh, Gino Carr, oh, who, uh, yeah, yeah. who sings out. Yeah. We were on the plane. We didn't have a clue. Yes. That line <laughs> in our show, the character is Australian. Oh yes, so, right. Isn't that played by um the Simon one, the only maiden. Oh, you know who I'm thinking about right now? You know Doug Hansel? Oh, yes. Oh, he's, yeah, he is quite handsome, isn't he? Oh, you said Hansel. Okay, yeah, sorry. Okay, no, seriously, Brilliant no, can I, this is so funny that I'm bringing this up because 
we had Doug Hansel on Check In From Away yep. because we did a Come From Away international episode. So we had people from all over the world who do Come From Away yep. on the show, like Broadway, UK, Australia, Toronto, uh, uh, you know, et cetera, the tour. And um, we had Doug Hansel. <laughs> and listen, he knows this because we bring it up in one of our episodes later of our favorite moments of season one. Mm -hmm. And uh <laughs> Lisa and I, when Doug Hansel got on the call with us, like, honestly, I blushed. Like, yeah. I just, I blushed. <laughs> Lisa blushed. Both of us, like, were having a really hard time, like, keeping a straight face when we were yeah. talking to him. And imagine. when he got off the call, her and I were just like, oh, my God, is he not just the most handsome? <laughs> just his blue eyes and his smile. Like, honestly, he's so gorgeous. And um, since then, we have thoroughly embarrassed ourselves like he knows like doug knows like doug if you're listening to this he knows oh this we... is going in the episode this absolutely came in the episode our, our show is yeah. a torture podcast so oh yes. my gosh but yeah going it was just uh, listen me and lisa talked about it just for days and weeks after how how beautiful he is and uh he he's very aware uh, we made him aware of the episode where we say like, oh man, like one of our favorite, our crushes on the show has yeah. been Doug Hansel. Uh, what a babe, just what yeah. a babe. And he's such a nice guy too. So he has the whole package. Like, hey, Doug, how's it going? I'm so sorry I'm doing this to you. Like, he's going to be like, man, these girls from Canada, they're freaking crazy. <laughs> well, lucky for you, he's here in the room with me now. Oh my God, no, I no, wish. I'm, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. So. Yeah, they're just hilarious. But That anyway, would be pretty uh, funny. Thank you, Doug Hansel. In my daydreams, in my daydreams. <laughs> yes, you can, I, you I can will, make it work. I will live in that fantasy there. Great, why not? Um, yes. Yeah, look, I, I, I won't keep you much longer because obviously you're, it's late at night. I love how many tangents we've gone I on, though. I know. Like, because so funny. We, we ended up uh, talking about Doug Hansel, which is hilarious to I me. I know, right? <laughs> Well, just like really yeah i'm glad we went and did the segue though i gotta say thank you because i love embarrassing myself on these things and here we are <laughs> oh look every every single week i am making a fool of myself on no, this you're podcast because we like, can do things like this like my gosh you guys are in australia and we can yeah. do this because of the internet which is amazing speaking um, of which hang on hang on i've got to sorry we, when you said australia reminded me of something uh back in may i think it was or april 2004 i went along to the australian idol auditions oh my gosh <laughs> oh my gosh you did not that's amazing I did, right we were the last in line yes at the um wow. the call, and i was in my full mohawk leather jacket Tartan, oh, nice tartan pants underneath ripped jeans so oh yeah double layer going oh, on and the, oh yeah all that right full-on piercings and and chains anyways uh we were in the back of the line and they started handing out the forms and they ran out but before they got to us oh no Right. Oh, so not not before. Right as they got to us, and only mm. one of our group got a form. So we buggered off down to the news agency, did some photocopying, and then went back there, waited in line for the three, four, five, six, seven, eight hours. Yeah. Got up what, to the yeah. desk. Right. I handed over yeah. my form, and my mate turns to to the uh, the people at the desk and goes, "Oh, we had to photocopy it because they ran out, and they looked up at the the blue stamp that was grey." 
and we got kicked out or they told, asked us to leave. Oh. Like, no, oh, come on. We've been in your line. All right, but because we're punks with mohawks and chains and we're saying, no, please oh, let us in. No. They thought we were being trouble. So they called security on us. You're kidding me. That's a crazy story. Only, so you never auditioned for it. No, only one of us oh, got to audition. That is so frustrating. <laughs> I wouldn't have That's gotten so in. I wouldn't have gone in. I, if anything, I would have been shown on TV as a terrible audition. Oh, I love it though. That would have been awesome. But um, you know, like I noticed so in the crowd, there was a lot of people I knew from theater. Yes. Or just from of course. Uh, yeah, just from around the music theater industry. Yeah, but that makes sense. None of them ever got in. And it was always yeah. people that that didn't have a background in theater which was a shame i know it was a pop show but for being team theater i'd always want yes you know and, and i see now that obviously you, yourself you've gone on from from canadian idol to to doing professional theater and, and obviously you had we're, we're doing community theater before that I've, I've noticed though that there is a trend of those contestants who maybe hadn't done theater before but are now getting the lead roles in theater yeah totally yeah and, I, and I see that people are in two minds about it. Well, uh, theatre people are like, no, we don't want those idle people in our shows. But are they not singers themselves? Like, weren't <laughs> yeah. they not singers before idol? Just because they didn't do theatre doesn't mean they weren't performing. Or yeah, sure. So, I mean, I'll tell you what happened to me on Canadian Idol yes. is that I was never a pop singer before yep. I went on Idol. I was always a musical theatre girl and I had never sung a pop song in my life when I went on the show. Yeah. It's just very different. It was a big learning curve for me. But for some reason, like I kept getting put through rounds and um and before i knew it i like made it to the top five which was super crazy but i was a theater gal who ended up on canadian idol and then when i actually wanted to do theater after that i think people were very skeptical it, yeah. it happened here too they were like well she's a pop singer who's trying to like be in musicals and act like i don't think so and i was like no no i was a musical theater person before it's just i got this opportunity that um you know opened my eyes to other opportunities as well like I didn't even I don't know it's just like I never really considered pop music to to sing or to whatever I was always so just like hard and fast musical theater nerd yeah. but yeah it opened like new doors for me but it also was tricky to get into some doors because I think some people were on the fence about me being on the show you know, which yeah. I understand. It also brought me a lot of amazing opportunities as well. So it's kind of like it's, I'm a, you know, there's, there's two, there were two very different paths there. Um, obviously I would never pick a path where I did not do Canadian Idol. Like I would never, yeah. you know, like it was, it was such an incredible experience for me that, that changed my, uh, really changed the course of my life yeah. <laughs> in a lot of ways. I do find them like really fun and um, really great. And it, it's so great to be able to push yourself to, because I'm not going to lie, like it's challenging to sing on television for millions of people who are like mm -hmm. voting for you or not. Um, thank goodness I was 16 years old because I don't know if I would have the chutzpah and the yep. confidence to do it now at 31. But, You've got the self-awareness um, now. That's yes, what it exactly. is. <laughs> that, that's exactly it. I, I didn't have that. Uh, I didn't have that when I was 16. I was kind of like super fearless and I was just like, oh yeah, no, like I just don't want to perform and do this. And and it is like, it's an incredible, it was an incredible experience. Like truly it was, um, yeah, it's hard to describe because I was also so young and yep. uh, 
it was it was like in a vacuum it was it was odd like it was just like you know people cheering cheering for you and having signs and posters with your face on it and like uh, screaming your name when you're singing on stage like it's pretty wild like it's a wild experience um and looking in the camera and singing your song and going like wow i'm making eye contact with potentially millions of people who are watching this right now in canada and uh but i i'm so glad i went through it i would never want to take it back it was it was a pretty cool experience oh good well i did have a question about the nda which you undoubtedly would have signed uh yes because that's another thing I, i for my own curiosity you know, obviously with the producing side and, and performance yes. side, I, I understand both sides. So I'm mm-hmm. always curious how people feel about their their little NDAs and, and what that's <laughs> like when it runs out and you can finally just talk about yes. your time on it. Well, the, the good thing about uh, Canadian Idol is that I just couldn't talk about getting into the top 22. Okay. So what happened is that, you know, they have the, the hell week, they call it, where everybody yep. flies to Toronto and people get eliminated every day and you stay up all night, like learning these songs and then barely sleeping and then going to do, like they call it the hell week for a reason. Like it was a pretty grueling time. Mm-hmm. But after that, when they pick the top 22, there was like a month or two months before they go to live shows that I couldn't talk about getting into the top 22. Uh-huh. But that's all that, that happened uh really Uh, otherwise if i'm not mistaken once we were actually doing the live shows from the top 22 to the top like five as long as i was on the show everything was happening live like in real time on television but i will say we weren't uh this was like sort of when the internet was still a bit scarce Mm -hmm. so we weren't allowed to like really talk or post about anything but there was also nothing happening of that sort yeah. like on the internet yet so it wasn't really an issue because none of us you know like my first cell phone I got on Canadian Idol like in 2006 oh, wow. and like I learned how to text on it and call my parents and that was about it like that was like you know my first real experience so there was no real huge access to the internet but yeah during the time we were doing the live shows no interviews were happening we weren't going outside like they weren't the publicists weren't weren't making us um talk to any press they were doing their own thing but then when we would get eliminated that's when we you would do like kind of like the press junket of getting eliminated all the morning shows the radio stuff like whatever but other than that like like i said i think the only time we signed papers that said you can't talk about this was before you know when we got to the top 22 we weren't allowed to really talk about it Um, you you were lucky then i'll tell you that yeah totally listen it was honestly the age like a little bit before the internet was like a big thing so it was like it was easier then oh god i sound so old saying that you know at no point during canadian idol did i ever feel like they were exploiting us yeah. I was also oh, very good. young, but honestly, it was the nicest group of people and well, everybody Canadians. really cared. Oh, yeah. That's but why. everybody really cared about us doing a great job yep. and us feeling happy and, and feeling good about ourselves. And it was honestly, it was just the nicest. Um, it was like a love cocoon. Like I never felt, yes, it was stressful to be on the show. You know, there was a lot of work to be done. We were like mm-hmm. always working on something, but I always loved the work, of course. So that wasn't an issue yeah no it was always just um they were they were so 
they were just so understanding and, and they treated us so well. So I have like no qualms when it comes to that. They were just the most wonderful people worked on that show. People. Yeah. There's a few people I still keep in touch with. So just like so nice. Like they always cared very much. Yeah. Oh, good. Remember yeah. when, um, our second season idol winner, Casey Donovan won and she's got an amazing voice mm -hmm. the day after she won they put out the advertisements for her album yeah and instead of having the address as .com.au they yeah. had it as .com which led to the website of a porn star <gasps> no stop it <laughs> no joke oh my gosh a gay male porn just... star <gasps> and oh that, no yeah. It's funny, but it was sad. It's hilarious, but, it's but like funny, how sad. it's sad. It's like can you oh, imagine that poor girl? Her... But that's hilarious. Oh yeah, oh, and and girl. and I've seen her career blossom in theatre, musical theatre. Oh, so fantastic. I, I mean, I I would I would love her to to release more pop, but it's not about Casey Donovan. I just thought you you, you might find that story pretty funny. I that, love that story. I think it's uh, hilarious. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. think um was it Eva Avila? Yes. Oh season? my gosh. That's yeah. yes. That's a season that I was on. She won. Yes, yes that's correct. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't imagine them doing that to her. Oh, but, right. Oh man. That'd be, that, yeah. that'd be so crazy. I but, love um, it. Oh, one thing I meant to, bloody hell, I meant to put this in the episode. Okay. So, yes. um, hang on. I am still, yeah, I'm still recording. Okay. So when I took my very first girlfriend to see Come From Away recently, Right? Yes. And I mean, like very first girlfriend from when we were six years old, sitting up oh, in my, my brother's tree house, kissing yeah. each other on the lips. And I would touch, love it, you know, touch of a course. little bum bum and, and stuff like that. And yeah, we actually got in trouble in classroom, in the classroom at school because we were both obsessed with Rocky Horror. Oh, Rocky and Horror is like one of my favorite musicals of all time. It is amazing. And as children, we didn't really separate what was sexual stuff and what was just an amazing song. Yes. So, of course, when we're singing and dancing to Rocky Horror in the classroom and we decide to do ta -ta 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 Touch Me. Yes. Which we uh -oh. reenacted in front of everyone else <sighs> in the classroom. <laughs> Oh man, that's a funny story. Oh, that's funny. She still remembers it, right? Because we're 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 still you know, friends and and of course laugh about that time. But yeah, we got in such trouble. And but okay, so the reason I'm bringing up Katie is that and so I picked Come From Away as the first show that we were yes, going to go of see. Of course. And I said to her, "Do not read about it. I want yeah, you to go in so blind. Yeah, it's so good going into it blind. Yeah, it is. I want you to have yeah. the reaction that I, or at least a reaction similar to what I had." And so we got in, sat down, the show started or whatever. We were a tiny bit late. And at the end of it, she turned to me and she goes, that was really good. What was it about? Oh, my God. And I said, Katie. Oh, my God, that's so funny. <laughs> Katie, that was about 9-11. And oh the look God. on her face, she was like, oh, my God. I'm like, oh, wow. yeah. How did you miss that? How did she? How the hell did you miss it's that? It's only mentioned like 10 times in the I show. I know. And it's, and it's just like, well, I was thinking, what's this big thing that's got? I knew something was happening. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I'm like, how did like you if miss you're, it? If you're walking away knowing one thing about the show, usually it's like it's about 9-11. Chances it. are. That's it. That's, oh, that's, man. that's the descriptor when, when people say, what's it about? That's the one yes. thing that comes yeah, to it's mind. It's about 9-11, yeah. 
And that's why I didn't want to tell her what it was about because I didn't want her to go in with some sort of preconceived notion of it's oh, going to be no. depressing or it's, um, oh, you know what I'm like, they were going to do an a- a- actual representation of 9-11 in musical form. Oh, right. You're right. That's what I was telling <laughs> Gareth before. Like if you ever, yeah, the people who come to me and they're like, what's come from away about? I'm like, okay, how am I going to play this one? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so you yeah. just have to see it to believe it. Exactly. Yeah. And and yeah. so I didn't want to spoil it for her in any way, shape or form. And apparently I should have because that would have saved her a hundred minutes. Yeah, I of, guess like the trouble of not, yeah. <laughs> not knowing what it was about. Absolutely oh, not knowing heart. what it was about. I mean, At least she still enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's it. the important part. Um, I mean, obviously there was still a bunch more questions that I, I won't ever get to but that's cool you are welcome to join us anytime you, you oh talk, you're so sweet talk as much I as i do so that's great and listen you have content for for like so many hours now like good luck editing this down yes i do not envy you especially after doing so much editing for checking from away like every moment of my life mm-hmm. i don't envy you that you have to edit through all this right no. now oh yeah i i can hear the narrative that we'll make of this episode and even if it has to be two parts then that's fine Oh, so Great. I'll, I'll quickly... I would be honored to be two parts. Yes. But you <laughs> you would be our first two parter if, if that ends up being the case because oh, I love being people's yeah. firsts. That's well, they... <laughs> great. Great. I love well, it. No, I, I prefer to be the sloppy seconds myself, but uh, that's, uh <laughs> each to their own. I I do want to ask this of you though. Sorry, uh, what is one gritty role? Because you've done a lot of dark shows, but I the have. characters have been nice and and bubbly oh, or, or at least yeah, yeah. not dark themselves so what is one role that you are willing to sink your teeth into to get real down and dirty to to show the world what Steffi D is really oh made my of goodness gracious it's interesting you're saying that because I have done a lot of dark shows so you're saying like what's a dream role yeah well like something that is a dark role because oh. obviously Natalie isn't the darkest role in Next to Normal. And Sally Bowles, she's bright and bubbly and, and adorable. It's and- funny, like some people might say Sally Bowles is bright and bubbly, but she's also like super effed up. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I will agree with that. <laughs> you know that what there, I mean? But- and then I'm trying to think, you know, I'm going down like my resume in my head here. I have also played Wednesday Adams in the Adams okay, Family, yeah. the Canadian premiere. I mean, she's a pretty dark Andrew character, Lippa. but then again, yes, that's right. She does like turn a corner in the musical and kind mm. of like likes bright things and falls in love and whatever i have also done rocky horror show which i loved doing yep. of course I'm trying to think if i done anything else like dark i mean spring awakening was dark i guess next normal yeah like natalie not the darkest character but definitely goes through a journey yeah. you know oh they all do um, in that show i have seen that that's one i, I have seen and it's very depressing oh yeah it is very depressing. <laughs> very Great very show. depressing the music um, is fantastic, but oh, it's yes. a slog to get through because it, it is, it's, it's a hard watch. Um, it is such a hard yeah, watch. Considering you know, you've kind of stumped me here because I'm uh-huh. trying to think of dream roles now that are like dark and gritty that I'd love to play. You know, and uh, I really have to think about it. Gender bend and play Bat Boy. Next time there's a production of Bat Boy. I, I, oh my I god like, go i would it. love to do bad yeah. boy look, I, I used to listen to that uh soundtrack all the time as a as a teenager i'm sorry right. i didn't have an answer for you for that one i, I oh, honestly no, that's fine. i like can't even yeah. i'm trying to think like i'm racking my brain like what's a character like, we'll, we'll go with that boy 
let's go with Bat Boy. Yeah, great. That's that's a great part, and it could be played by male or female. I, I actually love but, that idea of doing a gender bending Bat Boy. Well, the the show is gender bent, anyways. But even yeah. then, like I I don't. I I know. I think I know what yep. part I would love to play. And can I tell you? Okay. I would like to say that I came up with this idea before they did the idea. And then when they did the idea and it got to Broadway, I was like, holy shit, I had thought of this. I always said, because I was obsessed with company when I was young, I loved Uh, that soundtrack. I always said that Bobby should be played by a woman because it almost makes almost more sense because, you know, 35th birthday, she's unmarried, has no kids. That something about the the gender uh, roles of that made yeah. so much more sense almost than like a single guy being a bachelor like woohoo like whoop de doo, but Bobby in Company is like a part I would love to play. Yeah, and like I guess like it's it's <laughs> it is still sort of light, but it still has like a lot of like gritty like human nature content in there you know what i mean like it's still like it's very like introspective stuff and i think i would i would really like to play that part yes that's that's another i don't say that as gender bent though i just say that as you being cast as the role does that make sense yeah yeah totally yeah because i i think to to make a big deal about it is to say like say a a um what, what would be a good example for it um I'm, I'm trying to think, say that there was an all black version of Godspell, right? Mm-hmm. I don't see that as colorblind casting or say that as an all black version. I just see that as a version of Godspell. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, totally. And, and that's why I, I don't get offended by the terms or, or whatnot, but I just think they're being put on there to appeal to the people who are calling for it does that make sense Mm -hmm. like the new the the ghostbusters movie that wasn't a gender bent ghostbusters no no that was was just a version of it you're totally right yeah ghostbusters and that's why we do theater is so that one company can take that show and do it their way and then the next company takes a show and does it their way and you're going to get one you're going to get a hairspray that has tracy turnblad who is skinny or is asian or is this thing or is that yeah. thing and it's not going to be a thing because it's just the casting yeah but, totally yeah you know and there's a little bit of a difference when they reinterpret a show or you know change sure. it up in a way like they did with spring awakening with the deaf mm-hmm. west production yes which actually yeah. made it a not the mic which actually made it a a, a production on its own right but then i i, I look at putting ali um, Stroker is her name in yes. Oklahoma and I see that as an actress getting a part I don't see that as you know something that yes absolutely you know like a, a badge also, of Aaron, honor like you're just doing yeah. your jobs kids just yes just... yes and can I tell you I saw that production oh, did of you? Oklahoma you, go... well, you saw Mary Tester you got to see Mary I saw, Tester yeah it? I think oh, um yeah wonderful. all the OG cast was on yeah. when I saw it Oh, I have wow. to tell you, it was one of the wildest three and a half yeah. hour things I've ever sat through, but one of my favorite things I've ever seen on Broadway. Really? Oh, wow. It I, was so mind blowing. It was so good. Yeah. I never thought I could like Oklahoma. Yeah. Like it was <laughs> so good. Yeah. So good. 
And also the soundtrack is so good too. Like that's such a great sound. That's a great version of Oklahoma. Like it's so great. It's super, it was so sexy. It was like very raw and very like naked, just like very, just in the words, like you're like, wow, they didn't change anything about in the libretto or in the lyrics or anything, nothing was changed. It was just completely redirected and contemporized um, in terms of like the way they dressed and whatever. But that's what was incredible is that I was like, when was this written? Mm -hmm. Because it still stands like perfectly now. It's insane how good that show is. Oh man, I'm so jealous. So uh, where, where can people find you on socials and find Check In From Away? Oh my gosh, yes. Thank you so much for letting me plug all of the things. Yes, uh, <laughs> so, that's what we're um, here for. Listen, <laughs> yes, of course. So um, listen, people can find me on Instagram at SteffiD5. That's S-T-E-F-F-I-D-5. And then on Twitter at SteffiD3. And uh, then check in from away. Um, is also on Twitter and on Instagram. And our Instagram handle is checking from away, just at checking from away. And then on Twitter, it's check away. We couldn't do check in from away on Twitter because apparently it was too long of a handle. But also if you want to watch check in from away, you can watch it on the Mervish YouTube channel. Uh, that's Mervish Productions YouTube channel. And uh, all 24 episodes are ready to be binged mm-hmm. online. And we have our season two coming out, premiering February 9th. Oh, wow. That's only a week away. What yes, perfect timing then. I know. Perfect. <laughs> but yes, anyway, so before we go, I've kicked Gareth out of the studio uh, for next week's episode. Obviously, he's not here now for the goodbyes, but that's fine. Uh, next week, I'll be joined by Ryan Tuzel from rising Aussie metal band Brave Today, where we're going to juxtapose Little Shop of Horrors against Periphery 2. This time it's personal and he's a mate of mine. So this time it really will be personal. Uh, so look out for my chat with uh, with the charismatic frontman of this exciting Sydney-based outfit. And fun fact, he's good-looking, he's a genuinely nice guy, and he can sing. Fuck that guy. That's that's really nice. Yeah, that's a really great compliment. <laughs> I know, right? It's like, fuck that yeah. guy. I can't stand yeah, you him. you want he's people too to think that about you. Yeah. Yeah, but, you want people to be like, fuck that girl, fuck that guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh yeah that's it uh, and on that useless note thanks again to steffi d oh my god i nearly did it then too there uh, you go for those listening at home that the conversation will be cut but we've just had a conversation about saying steffi's name with with attitude yes uh, with a bit of chutzpah behind it with a bit of, of course um, you don't know Plus. me so <laughs> if you see her on the street be nice and be respectful to her and do not thank you do not talk to her in a ghetto way like i have been thanks so much aaron thank gareth for me when you see him next and i can't wait to hear the episode yep and and stay safe and chookers oh thank you i'm sure you know what that means by now yes of course yes i've seen it a lot online since i followed the uh australian company (laughs) yes and and it's it's because good luck means bad luck and break a leg means that you actually will or something will break oh okay we say chookers because it mutes all superstition. Ah, there you go. Okay, I love it. Great. Uh, I feel like we should use that in Canada. Yes. I love it. As I say, anytime you want to join us again, I am slowly building up my jazz hands army to take down Gareth, slowly but surely. 
Oh, anytime, Aaron. Honestly, I'm gonna. I'm convinced that if you have me on the show a few times, that Gareth is going to be a musical theater fan by the end oh, of all yes. of this. It will be full metal jazz hands. Exactly. And on that note, for you at home, take care, stay safe, and we'll see you next time. Hero. Bye. Awesome. Bye.